Hey friend, welcome to the Vision Driven Health Podcast, where I show you how to create healthy habits that last in partnership with Jesus so that you can live the life he's called you to. Today, I am digging deep into the importance of consuming protein, and I will be showing you step-by-step how you can include enough protein in your diet. It's one thing to know that you need to eat it and another to actually get it all in. I'm going to make this simple and hopefully you'll feel excited to want to implement these steps after listening. I imagine you will be particularly motivated to try them because protein plays a major role in weight loss and in improving your metabolism. You'll learn about that as well as some other awesome benefits of consuming enough protein as well as you listen to today's episode. Let's get into it. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience, 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. As a reminder, the Vision Driven Health Podcast is under the umbrella of Naval Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions. Can you believe we are just a couple weeks away from the new year? I cannot believe we are almost into 2024. And I want you to start your year on a healthy foot. I invite you to join me in the Healthy Weight Loss Academy starting Monday, January 1st. I love that the first of next year starts on a Monday. It's like the ultimate start day. (laughs) And this is a six-step course that is going to show you how to lose weight the simple, healthy way based on my proven sustainable health method. And to make sure you make it to the end of the year healthier than you started, I'm including my Hope and Healthy the Holidays mini course that will make sure you're clear on how to create healthy habits amidst the remaining festivities of the season. You can sign up today at visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash course. Again, that's the name of this podcast, visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash course. Okay. Let's start with the importance of consuming protein. 
Maybe when you think of protein, you think of protein as something that's necessary to supplement through shakes if you're heavily into lifting weights. But the truth is, protein does help build muscle, which is extremely important for health and longevity. In fact, I totally need to do an episode just on the importance of building muscle. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But protein also impacts so much more than just building muscle. So to help give an explanation for that, your body is comprised of cells, right? And bacteria and some other things, but primarily cells. And nearly every single one of your cells requires protein to function. Protein is a major player when it comes to your metabolism. The enzymes in your cells are proteins that control your metabolism. Additionally, your body is literally made from proteins. Your bones, ligaments, tendons, organs, brain, skin, fingernails, all from protein. And consuming a higher protein diet is particularly beneficial for certain groups of people. And one of the primary groups of people are those of you who are trying to lose weight, which I imagine is many of you. And there is a large body of evidence that suggests a high protein diet is effective for fat loss. Part of this is because protein is such a satiating macronutrient. So when you consume larger portions of it, you're just less hungry. And as a result, you eat less overall. One study by Dr. Stephen Guinet put a group of overweight volunteers into an environment where food intake could be controlled precisely. After increasing their protein intake from 15% of calories to 30%, right? So that meant they doubled the amount of calories they were putting towards protein. Those study participants consumed about 440 fewer calories per day, and they ended up losing an average of 11 pounds over 12 weeks. They did this without counting calories or intentionally eating less. Amazing. And one thing people don't think about is what weight you're losing. Are you losing weight fat? Are you losing fat or are you losing muscle or both? If you're consuming a higher amount of protein, then you're more likely to keep your muscle and lose the fat. In another study, women on a low-calorie, high-protein diet did better than a conventional high-carb, low-fat diet at retaining lean muscle mass even in the absence of exercise, which totally makes sense if you think about it, right? You're providing your body what it needs to feed, fuel, and sustain muscle. And if you don't, which a lot of just low calorie diets are just like, just eat less and you'll lose the weight. And sure, you start losing weight really fast. But from a metabolic sense, you're shooting yourself in the foot because when you lose that muscle, you're undermining your metabolism. And as a result, your metabolism actually starts to slow down and becomes more dysfunctional as you continue with that low calorie diet. Again, because you weren't supporting the retention of your muscle mass. Another group of people that benefit largely from increased protein intake are people with blood sugar and metabolic problems, which are oftentimes 
also those who are wanting to lose weight. So it's doubly beneficial to increase your protein intake if you want to both lose weight and you have blood sugar to stabilize and or metabolic issues to correct. So higher protein diets have been shown to have a stabilizing effect on blood sugar, which has a wide variety of benefits. And actually, for more details on blood sugar, I highly recommend listening to episode nine with my friend Lindsay Young, who does a phenomenal job breaking down how blood sugar affects your body and weight loss. And she gives some really, really good tips on how to consume uh, carbs in a way that still balances your blood sugar. But to give a summary, balanced blood sugar usually contributes to improved metabolic health, reduced inflammation, and improved blood work. So higher protein diets are really beneficial in all of those categories for supporting balancing your blood sugar. Additionally, and kind of for some of the reasons I've already mentioned, it's also beneficial to those who are elderly and those who are experiencing chronic illness to intentionally increase their protein intake. I forget at what age it is, but we are slowly and more steadily losing muscle mass as we get older. And so it's all the more important that as we age, we are ensuring that we're getting enough protein and that we are doing some form of resistance training so that we are maintaining, if not continuing to build muscle, which again, I got to do that episode on, on just the importance of muscle. So people, oh, and lastly, people who are consistently under a lot of stress benefit from a higher protein diet as well, which Some of you listening might be like, okay, I want to lose weight. I need to balance my blood sugar. I have metabolic issues and I'm under a ton of stress. Oh my gosh, I need to eat all the protein. (laughs) Because when you're under a lot of stress, the tissues in your body actually start to break down. And without the proper nourishment, particularly getting enough protein, your body ends up depleted faster than it can be repaired and replenish the necessary nutrients. And so, That alone, I mean, even if you're just going through a more stressful season, you could think of, okay, am I making sure I'm feeling stressed? Am I getting enough protein? And I I would even say nourishment by and large as a whole, when we're stressed, it is arguably, and there's, you know, a variety of different things people say is, is extremely detrimental to our health. But there is a good body of evidence to suggest that stress is the number one, if not one of the top detriments to our overall health. People kind of joke like if you're stressed about toxins and stressed about eating healthy, you're actually undermining and you're like you're eating healthy and you're avoiding all the toxins, but you're stressed about it. You're still undermining your health because you're stressed. (laughs) And so we really want to make sure that we are taking hold of the Lord's peace and placing our faith in him, laying all of our burdens at his feet because it does impact our health greatly. And protein helps us in navigating that. And lastly, but maybe not surprisingly at all, high, perform- high performance athletes or those training hard physically, they also need high protein diets. So yes, protein is very important. <laughs> and if you are in one of the groups that I just mentioned, which like I said, maybe a few of you are in multiple of those categories, experts recommend consuming 20 to 35% of protein for your diet. So For example, if you're consuming 2,200 calories, which is just kind of an arbitrary amount, I don't know the details of your body or your physical activity, but as an example, 20% of 2,200 calories is 110 grams of protein, 
And on the higher side, 35% protein would be 193 grams of protein, which is quite a bit. That's like (laughs) a lot of protein. Um, But calculating specific macros is something that I do for my clients in the Sustainable Health Transformation Program. And then it's something that I teach you how to do for yourself and give you actually this really cool little calculator that I made. Um, I, I I provide that in the Healthy Weight Loss Academy. And my experience from working with clients and, you know, assessing where they're at with their diet is that most women are not getting enough protein and they could benefit from aiming for at least 100 grams. That's actually where I'll start my clients when we start focusing on protein as I say, okay, let's just try and hit at least 100 grams of protein because most of them aren't usually when they start with me. And so that ends up being about 30 grams of protein per meal plus a couple of protein-rich snacks. Now, I'm about to read from the notes that come from my 100-gram protein guide. And this is a guide that I give my clients when they're at the point that they need to start increasing their protein. And I'm going to read this to you. And you might be thinking, oh, man, I want that guide. So if you'd like to get that guide, I will tell you where to get that here in a little bit. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) But this has three days of examples of how you can hit 100 grams of protein in three meals. So let's look at day one. Day one for breakfast starts with three eggs, a chicken sausage link, and one cup of Brussels sprouts for breakfast. Maybe that sounds weird to have veggies for breakfast. There's some other veggie options. Hold on. Um, But that equals 32 grams of protein. And there is a lot of research that shows starting your day with a good amount of protein has a massive impact on your metabolism and the tone for your day because you're starting your day with a very satiating, nourishing meal. When we skip breakfast, when we have more of the high-carb, traditional American breakfasts, then we're actually putting our body in this deficit and almost starting the day in this stressed-out, undernourished place. And then we wonder why we're tired, we're irritable, we're stressed, we're all over the map, we can't focus. So starting your day with a very high-protein meal is super, super important. For lunch on day one is a tuna salad. And not like the kind where you mix in mayo and whatnot, but a salad where you have the lettuce and whatever other things you want to put it, put in it with tuna in it. So that is about 30 to 35 grams of protein, depending on how much tuna you add. If you're not a tuna or a fish person, that's totally fine. You can use chicken or something else, but the recipe that's there, it uses tuna. And then for dinner, it's a ground beef and chickpea pasta dish with broccoli that equals 40 grams of protein. So as you can calculate, that gets you to at least 100 grams of protein. So that's just day one. Day two, an example of how you can get 100 grams of protein for breakfast, you start with a Greek yogurt bowl with some grain-free granola. I like to make my own from nuts. Um, it's super bomb. It's, I just grind up, well, kind of grind. I use a food processor, so it kind of breaks down the nuts to a smaller form. And then I melt some coconut oil, get a little bit of honey or maple syrup, sprinkle it with some cinnamon, some salt, toast it. Mm, it's really good. And it kind of clumps together too because I like I put it in the food processor. And so it kind of, it does seem like granola, but it doesn't have the grains and it's actually higher protein. So <laughs> I will do that often. So you have the Greek yogurt, you do the grain-free granola that you can totally make at home super easily. Um, then I add nut butter. You can even add some berries. 
And that is at least 30 grams of protein, depending on the portions you do. Then for lunch, it's a chicken salad, which is the salad where you use the mayo and whatnot, which I highly recommend you use avocado oil-based mayo. If you use the mayo that has canola oil or one of those other soybean oil or vegetable oils like that, I would recommend finding a different alternative for making your chicken salad, whether that's using avocado or some lemon juice or something. But um, those the mayo makes a big difference. All that to say, I love to make my chicken salad and stuff it into red bell pepper halves. It just adds the perfect crunch along with the creamy chicken salad. It's just, it's bomb. Uh, so that adds another 32 grams of protein right there. Then for dinner, you can do some salmon, asparagus, and potatoes, feeling a little fancy. Again, if you don't like fish, if you don't like salmon, you can do something else. You can do some beef or chicken. Um, but that, depending on the portion of the meat you do, is 42 grams of additional protein. Day three is a bomb breakfast sandwich. So if you weren't feeling the yogurt or the eggs and chicken sausage and Brussels sprouts, this, this is the one for you. So you take three fried eggs, a slice of cheese, a slice of bacon, and a sprouted Ezekiel muffin. I'm really big on quality when it comes to bread or grains, if you're going to have that. But that is a total of 38 grams of protein for this breakfast sandwich. Yum. Who doesn't want to start their day with that? And then I actually had a client who used to love going through Starbucks or McDonald's and getting their breakfast sandwiches. And we put together that recipe for her and was like, look, all you, like you can make a whole bunch of these and wrap them up and then stick them in the freezer and heat them up in your oven before you leave and have your own homemade, healthy, high protein breakfast sandwiches. So, which is a benefit of doing my programs where we can come up with fun ideas like that for you when we learn more about your lifestyle. But that is a phenomenal way to start the day, a super tasty way to start the day. Then for lunch, this day has some slow cooker carnitas, which can be a result of maybe, I mean, usually if I have carnitas or something like that, it's because I made it for dinner the night before. So it could also be a dinner option. But then you add some avocado, some sour cream, and that's going to bring another 28.5 to 30 grams of protein there. And then for the evening, you can cook up some chicken thighs, sweet potato, and your veggie of choice. I love cooking chicken thighs and sweet potatoes and veggies because it's the kind of meal where I can just throw it on a couple baking pan baking sheets and throw it in the oven and it'll just bake. It takes 35 to 45 minutes depending on the heat and portions or whatnot. But I love having meals where I just have to put in like 10 or 15 minutes of prep and then I can walk away because I've got two little guys and they always want me to play with them while I'm cooking, of course, and being able to say, okay, just give me five minutes and I can put it in the oven and then I can actually play with them. And then I just pull it out and it's all done. Anyways, the chicken thigh, sweet potato and veggie of choice meal is another 35 grams of protein. And there you go. So you've got three different days that show you how you can get at least 30 grams of protein in those different meals. And then the guide has some high protein, high protein snack ideas. You could get, have some nuts, some beef sticks, hard boiled eggs, apples with nut butter. Um, personally, sometimes I will do the yogurt bowl as a snack, but if you want this PDF protein guide, it's super basic. It's just, it's so basic, but I thought maybe you'd find value in it. So you can get it at visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash protein, and you'll be able to download it for reference. Okay. So to finish off today, I want to walk you step-by-step step through how I get in enough protein. 
You might think I just follow the options in the guide, but I'm actually such a creature of habit. I don't really, well, I change up my meals for dinner. That's where I added more variety, but breakfast and lunch and my snacks are pretty consistent. Uh, So I do almost the same thing every day. And then as I go through this, I just want you to keep in mind my portions. I'm six feet tall, pretty active. I'm still breastfeeding my youngest. And so I need a lot of food. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) Uh, So nearly every morning I have what my oldest calls banana pancakes, which don't really resemble pancakes at all, (laughs) but we, they look more like scrambled eggs, but we mash a banana and then we mix eggs with it and we cook it. And maybe that sounds really weird. It, I honestly think it's bomb. It's one of my most favorite things. Don't knock it till you try it. I can also, you can message, email me if you want the recipe for that, but I'll top it with butter and berries, or even sometimes I'll add nut butter too. And Oh, it is so good. It kind of reminds me of like a bread pudding texture a little bit, but that is about 30 grams of protein. And I'll make mine with uh, four eggs when I do it for myself. And that, that usually holds me over until lunch. And then for lunch, I'll have leftovers from dinner, which the other day was some chili. And that was another 30 grams. And I don't know why, but I'm just usually hungrier in the afternoon. Maybe I'm just kind of I don't know, done with the day and maybe I just want a snack. I don't know. But then I'll also make myself a small yogurt bowl with the Greek yogurt, the nut butter, the homemade grain-free granola and blueberries, which is at least another 25 grams of protein. So that already puts me at 85 grams of protein even before dinner. But then for dinner, one of our consistent staples is making burgers. We don't do buns. It's usually just patties with organic cheese and then sweet potato and whatever veggie we have. I usually like to do cabbage or a super lazy way that I do it is I'll just pull out some sauerkraut, which by the way, there are so many amazing benefits to consuming uh, fermented vegetables. But then what I usually do is I do two quarter pound patties with the organic cheese and that alone is 62 grams of protein. But then the rest of the meal might add five, to seven more grams of protein, which brings us closer to 67 to 70 grams of protein just from dinner. Then (laughs) I know there is different research on stopping eating at certain times at night, but nearly every night I enjoy some kind of healthy treat. It's kind of (laughs) like I, (laughs) I put down my, my boys and sometimes my husband has to work at night. And so it's just me and the boys and It takes me, uh, sometimes it takes me two hours to get them to go to bed. And so I put them down and then I like walk over to the kitchen and I'm like, "Mm, me time. And what I love though, like I said, is I love to find healthy treats. So it's like, I'm providing myself more protein, more nourishment. Again, it's debated on whether you should be eating that late or whatnot. However, um, so sometimes for me, that is homemade sourdough slices, which if you didn't know, sourdough is higher in protein and is far more digestible because the gluten gets broken down in the fermentation process of how you make it. And two slices is about 10 grams of protein, which I don't know about you, but I, prior to learning this, wouldn't have expected that from bread. (laughs) And right now during the holidays, I love this particular treat. It is my favorite drink, and that is homemade 
bone broth and raw milk hot chocolate that I have with my homemade marshmallows, (laughs) which sounds, maybe it sounds gross. Maybe that sounds like a lot. My husband thinks it's too expensive, (laughs) but I'm like, hey, I literally make my own bone broth. I got the raw milk from the farm down the road (laughs) and I'm supporting the local farm. Anyways, this drink tastes amazing. In fact, it's really funny. We had our some friends over last night and <laughs> I said, would you guys like some hot chocolate? And they were like, oh yeah. And I said, okay, do you want me to tell you what's in it before I give it to you or after? And they were like, tell us after. And so I heated it up for them. <laughs> Ryan, my husband kept joking about all the crazy things that could be in it and trying to scare them. And they were, <laughs> it took them a bit to take the first sip, but they, you know, they took the first sip and he's like, it just tastes like hot chocolate, like maybe like dark chocolate. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then she takes a sip and she's like, it's good. And I told them what was in it and they were just like, what? (laughs) I guess they were mostly concerned about the bone broth, which I know some people are concerned about raw milk because they think it's could be unsafe or whatever. But anywho, they liked it and they were very surprised and excited about how good it tasted and how nutritious it was. And, and truly it is packed with nutrients, just bone broth alone is a powerhouse. They call it golden liquid or liquid gold because of how many nutrients are in it. But then raw milk, the other liquid gold. And then it also has organic cacao, which has many benefits in itself. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And even even the marshmallows, they're just made. I make them. It's just gelatin, honey, and vanilla and water. That's all that's in it. Honey has amazing benefits gelatin has amazing benefits. Like it's like, how could something that tastes this good be this nutritious for me? It's kind of crazy. And if you're, (laughs) I know I'm selling you on this right now and you're like, okay, I'll fine. I'll try it. How do I make it? If you want to know, you can email me at visiondrivenhealth at gmail.com. I don't have like a, maybe I will make a PDF after (laughs) going on and on about this and I'll see how many of you reach out to me about it, but I'll gladly send it to you because it's so good. And I want you to enjoy it as well. All that to say, (laughs) um, There is probably another 18 to 20 grams of protein in that drink. And so my total for the day ends up being, with everything I just said, around 172 grams of protein with the bone broth hot chocolate. So some days I might might not uh, have the yogurt bowl or I might not have the protein bar. I'll have one or the other. So there's, you know, there's some variety in how much protein I have. So, you know, could be 150, could be 160. My intention is usually to try to hit at least 130 grams minimum. And a big way that I've been able to do this more easily is that when I'm putting together my meals, whether I'm out at a restaurant, when I'm putting, putting together a plate, thinking about what I'm going to put in my mouth and eat, I ask myself, what is going to provide me with the most protein and ensure that I'm actually satiated? So you know, naturally I I go straight to the meat and I try to focus on that. And so that makes a big difference. And one super simple way that you can increase your protein, even just today that you're listening to this is, is increase how much meat you're eating. If you already have meat on your plate, get a little bit more, um, add some eggs to your diet. If you're only doing like two eggs in the morning, I can tell you right now, most likely, unless you're super tiny, um, you should be consuming at least three to four eggs. So increase your egg portion. Um, maybe try the yogurt bowl as like a little extra snack. There's so much protein 
in per volume in Greek yogurt. Um, little adjustments like that can actually bring in easily 20 to 30 extra grams of protein in your day. So hopefully this has been informative and helpful. Again, if you want that 100 gram 100 grams of protein guide that I give my clients, you can go to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash protein. If I sold you on how amazing and wonderful the hot chocolate is, um, you can email me at visiondrivenhealth at gmail.com and I will send it to you. But otherwise, friend, I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you next time. Friend, I really appreciate you joining me today and listening to the Vision Driven Health podcast. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, would you be so kind as to take two minutes to leave me a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts? That would really mean a ton because the more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can find this podcast and be blessed and encouraged in creating their own Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You can use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week. Again, the Vision Driven Health Podcast is under the umbrella of Mabel Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions.